Welcome to Gear Vlogs Automotive Podcast. I'm your host, Mario Gear, where I share my enthusiasm for all topics automotive. Good evening, guys. Glad to have you here. If this is your first time here, thanks for uh, stopping by. Um, I'm Mario Gear, and before I get into the show, could you do me a favor and consider giving me a follow on whatever platform that you're following me on right now? Whether you're listening to me on Apple or Spotify, Google, YouTube, Twitter, whatever. Uh, trying to build a community here. And um, yeah, now let's get on to the show. Our first story. Hyundai, Stellantis, Infiniti, Lincoln, Ford, and Chevy dealerships sell in five different states. Here's a look at the deals involving import, domestic, and luxury dealerships in Virginia, Texas, Indiana, Iowa, and Oregon. A growing auto retailer expanded again. A Canadian group um, added a Texas store, a dealership bought stores in two states, and two dealerships traded hands from one family-owned group to another in the fourth quarter of 2022 and the first quarter of 2023 transactions. Um, here are a look at deals involving import, domestic, and luxury dealerships in Virginia, Texas, Indiana, Iowa, and Oregon. One transaction involved a retailer ranked on Automotive News's top 150 dealership group lists. Stafford Brown added Hyundai Store. Stafford Brown Automotive Group in December, one month after closing what was likely the industry's largest acquisition in 2022 as tracked by Automotive News and counted by the number of franchise stores trading hands, purchased a Hyundai dealership in Virginia. Stafford Brown Automotive bought Fairfax Hyundai on December 12th from Sam Mansouri, according to John Highland, a managing director of DCG Acquisitions, a David Canton Group company who brokered the transaction. The store was the renamed Stafford Brown Hyundai Fairfax. Manzuri on March 4th sold Fairfax Kia, also in Virginia, to Alserman Automotive Group after diverse, diverse, divesting both his dealership, Mansuri plans to pursue other non-specific opportunities, but could possibly return to auto retailing, according to Highland. Stafford Automotive on November 7th acquired 16 stores, including 14 franchised dealerships in Maryland and Virginia from Brown Automotive. The Brown Automotive executive team joined the Stafford Automotive team, and the group was renamed Stafford Brown Automotive. Stafford Automotive on August 1st sold three dealerships representing Ford, Kia, as well as Chrysler, Dodge, Jeep, and Ram brands to Pohanka Automotive Group. Stafford Automotive ranks number 104 on the Automotive News list of top 150 dealerships groups based in the U.S. retailing 9,847 new vehicles in 2021. Brown Automotive retailed... 11,770 new vehicles in 2021, according to real estate services firm Cushman and Wakefield, 
which represented Brown Automotive in the November deal. Together, new vehicle sales of Brown and Stafford combined would have ranked the entity in the top 50 of automotive news list. Boomers and shakers. And obviously there's more to the article. Links to this article will be in the video description. Um, let's move on to our next story. Tesla semi and Cybertruck prototypes spotted with LiDAR sensors. Ooh, this should be interesting. A Tesla semi prototype and Cybertruck prototype were spotted with massive new LiDAR sensors in the front, likely to ground truth data for the autopilot self-driving sensors suit on those new vehicles. LiDAR, which stands for light detection and ranging, and it is a method for determining ranges by targeting an object with a laser and measuring the time for the reflection, reflected light to return to the receiver. Tesla has taken a different approach and is instead betting on pure computer vision using cameras. CEO Elon Musk has often said that LiDAR technology has been overblown and has described it as a distraction to achieving full self-driving capabilities. But Tesla will use, still use LiDAR for its autopilot and self-driving efforts, but it's not in, not in its sensor suite on its actual vehicles. Instead, Tesla uses LiDAR sensors on prototypes for the processing of ground truthing its own sensors. When rumors of Tesla using LiDAR came up after these prototypes were spotted, the company commented. The claim that Tesla may be planning to use LiDAR as part of its self-driving hardware suite is fundamentally untrue. We regularly test our own technologies against other sensors to calibrate our camera, sonar, and radar systems. Fair enough. What's interesting about these prototypes is that they are often spotted when Tesla is testing new sensors or new vehicles. Now a Tesla semi-electric truck was spotted driving around Palo Alto with a Exomat X solid state LiDAR. Okay, whatever. And there's links that'll be to these Twitter feeds with the pictures. Um, but for copyright purposes, I'll just have links to the articles in the show descriptions. Uh, back to the article. When Tesla unveiled the production version of the Tesla Semi and stated deliveries in December, we noted that Tesla did not say a word about the electric truck being equipped with autopilot or self-driving technology like all of Tesla's other vehicles, but the production vehicle is equipped with autopilot cameras. Hmm. Now this prototype indicates that Tesla is testing the cameras and the whole sensor suite for the Tesla Semi. Hmm. And here it says, this prototype also features a 
A lot of additional sensors, all likely for ground truthing the actual sensors suite of the Cybertruck. It makes sense that Tesla would be testing the sensors now since the automaker currently has a fleet of beta Cybertrucks prototypes ahead of the start of production this summer. Yeah, it'll be interesting. Uh, from, I think, uh, during an investor meeting, uh, you know, Musk mentioned that, you know, the actual production delay would probably be delayed another year, but they would probably start production, you know, obviously this year, but who knows how many, a handful of uh, Cybertrucks will actually make it out as a 2023 model. So, yeah, who knows? Um... Yeah, let's move on to our next story. Famous Volkswagen GTI meet at Werther Sea Lake abolished. The meeting for GTI enthusiasts first held in 1982 has been axed due to the area's push for sustainability. I gotta love it. The annual Volkswagen GTI meet at Werther Sea Lake in Australia has been abolished as the brought of Maria Worth wants to protect the climate and local ecosystem. Okay. Held every year, but now since 2019 because of COVID, the meet was first organized in 1982 as a mecca for fans of GTI Volkswagen performance moniker, which first appeared on the Volkswagen Golf in 1972. The meeting was officially sponsored by Volkswagen from 2006 onward. The German firm has previously showcased new models and concepts such as the Volkswagen T-Rock R, the Golf GTI, and the record-breaking IDR prototype race car at the event. It has long been rumored that Volkswagen would showcase the long-awaited ID2 GTI electric car concept at this year's event. Volkswagen would also sponsor student-built GTI cars, including a Bentley W12-powered Mark VI GTI Golf. This enormous increase in Participants over the years has shown the limits of possibilities, growth, resilience of our community and the entire Werther Sea region, said the event's organizers. The efforts of climate change, the responsibility of a political decision makers for the preservation of the ecosystem and the need to align actions at all levels according to the principles of sustainability makes it necessary to place the future design under new premises. Yeah, that's a mouthful. The organizers also said the positive public perception of the event had dwindled leading to increasing criticism and decreasing acceptance. The four-day event featured just 100 participants in its founding years, but grew to attract 200,000 in its peak years. Hmm. So it was bringing in tourist dollars, participant dollars, 
restaurant goers, bar patrons, hotel, motel stays, and yet you don't want that. Hmm. Okay. Let's keep going. Despite the cancellation of the meeting in 2022, some 5,000 vehicles were driven to the area for an unofficial event, which led to Australia <laughs> police issuing 3,700 reports and seizing more than 500 license plates, according to the German newspaper Spiegel. It's not clear if the event has been permanently axed, but municipalities of Maria Worth said the area wouldn't host any major automotive events in the next few years in a bid to boost levels of sustainability in the area. Okay. We would be happy to continue examining suggestions and ideas for events in our community in the future, but we will weigh up the extent to which they match our ideas of social and economical compatibility and meeting high standard sustainability standards, said Marcus Perdacker, mayor of Maria Worth. With this in mind, we are and will continue to be in dialogue with the mobility industry, which, like us as a community, must take into account the far-reaching change in the direction of ecology and sustainability. Yeah. Um, comment down below what you think. How an event that brings economic growth to your community every year what exactly is being harmed it's not like they're from what I gather driving around tearing up beaches or road backcountry roads or nothing they're driving into town parking their cars and displaying their cars uh, whatever. Let's move on to the last story here before we break into other issues. Honda's building an 800 horsepower CRV hybrid race car. This electrification project is all about racetrack performance. Okay. Well, let's take a look at some of the pictures here, too. Uh, Lots of carbon fiber. Some interesting side skirts and winglets. Big wings. Whoa. Funny car hatch. Okay, engine. Yeah. Cool. Honda engineers from Honda Performance Development are working on a rather maniacal project. The pictures you're looking at above are an 800 horsepower Honda 
CRV hybrid race car. Yes, we're talking about 800 horses being shoved into <laughs> Honda CRV. From the few teaser photos Honda had for us, it looks like there are very little left of this race car that actually from a production CRV hybrid. The rear tail lights, front headlights, the front grille all look pulled from the road car, but everything else looks bespoke. Wide Arrow is the name of the game as this CRV looks like it would be seriously stuck to the ground with the giant wing and body kit. We can say precisely what's under the hood, but since the CRV hybrid and educated guests would suggest a boosted engine paired with multiple electric motors to combine for 800 horsepower. Honda is bragging about. The SUV is being developed at the Auto Development Center by Honda Performance Development Engineers. Design is being handled by the North American Design Division and the final product is set to be revealed on February 28th. So there we go. We have that one. Yeah, what do you guys think of the mid-roll uh, hoopla? So, break for a brief moment for a uh, message from me about uh, helping support the channel. Hey, I want to take a moment to uh, introduce you and let you guys know about uh, our Amazon storefront that uh, I have. Um, by having the storefront, it's one additional way for me to earn commissions on products I recommend and you know introduce to you, my viewers, that uh, goes towards help supporting the uh, channel with various operating costs. Be it my IS paying for paying for my ISP to equipment and gear and products to purchase for future reviews. Um, yeah, so I'll have a link in the video description where you can check out the storefront. And if there's something that in particular that you want, um, and you want to support the channel that you you're going to be ordering from Amazon anyway, um, reach out to me via DMs on Instagram or you know via you know email to uh, contact me with a particular product that you're interested in. Uh, ordering from Amazon and I can generate a an affiliate link for you to where it doesn't cost you anything. You can use that affiliate affiliate link and um, you make the purchase and in one small way doesn't cost you anything outside of what you already spend money on to uh, help purchase uh, and support um, us here at uh, Gearvlogs through the uh, Amazon uh, affiliate program. So, yeah, thanks for this, uh, taking this moment, and back to the show. Alrighty, our first story up um, comes from Vinwiki. Uh, John Tamarian of uh, Curated um, Cars in Miami talks about, uh, in his early life, how he got arrested. Um, 
very interesting story, but he basically, the moral of the story is, um, scraping, you know, young, taking chances and everything, but basically what he's saying in this video, uh, consider what choices you make and how they could, um, basically affect you, um, moving forward, if that, uh, makes any sense. Yeah, links to this video will be in the, uh, show description, so worth checking out. On to the next video. Here we got Tyler Hoovy of Hoovy's Garage uh, talking about, apparently, I guess, his Mercedes-Benz Maybach is warranted for 25 years on the SBS braking system that is uh, known to fail quite often. And apparently, uh, his Maybach is... Uh, having issues and uh apparently it's still covered under warranty so hey <laughs> and he's got i guess two different vehicles that have the same system so he's dealing with it right now so yeah definitely worth checking out it's a interesting um story so yeah let's go on to our next story here this one's from carwell um, he basically breaks down the engine spec, specs for these four uh, cars. The Audi A4, Mercedes C-Class, BMW 3 Series, and the um, Infiniti or Genesis uh, G70, I believe. And, uh, yeah, it's like, you know, all honesty, I found a little bit of a snooze fest. I'm sorry. Um... All of the prices were basically, you know, quote, um, being referenced were obviously European specs, dollar specs. You know, they were basically all referring to them as, we here in the States would call them sedans. There they call them saloon cars, you know. But link to the video if you want to check out and see, you know, trunk space, interior design, or, you know, how reviews, you know, still worth checking out if you're interested um, but yeah, let's move on to the next story. Here we got a short here from, uh, Damon from DDE talking about, I guess, uh, a few years back he, uh, was doing kind of, I guess you could say stunt work in a Jake Paul video and talks about the aftermath and whatnot. So it's like, yeah, check it out. You be, you decide. Here, Supercar Speeder Rob talks about him basically, <laughs> not just one, but two of his different cars basically on his C8 Corvette and on his Ferrari potholes of uh, damaged, you know, basically rims on his cars. And for a web uh, developer out there, he talks about great opportunity for you guys to uh, create a app to go after your local municipalities who are in charge of these road conditions to uh, try to get reimbursed or claim uh, reimbursement for uh, the damages for their lack of uh, repairs. So, yeah, definitely worth checking out on that video. And on to the next one. Here we got from Autovlog. He basically gives a, a good walk-around test review of the Ford Maverick uh, pickup truck. Um 
wasn't sure what I was expecting when I saw this, but he's got me convinced now to actually look at it. Uh, this particular vehicle here that he tested, I guess he claimed was getting, uh, or Ford claims it gets about 40 miles per gallon, which is unheard of for a, and this particular one is a 2.5 liter hybrid, you know, gas hybrid motor setup. And then I guess you can go up to a, uh, or no, 2.5 liter is the bigger motor, I think. Or whatnot, or something like that. There's two, I guess, power level options. One's the hybrid, but I don't know if the other, the bigger motor option is hybrid or not. But this particular one is a hybrid, whatnot. Um, yeah, definitely uh, makes me want to consider looking into it. But as he also pointed out, that Ford has shut down the order banks for this, so you can't even order them anymore because I guess apparently they're that popular and. Uh, Whatnot, and also because since on this particular hybrid one, it's a front-wheel drive, which is unusual. Because I could have sworn Ford possibly could have done like an all-wheel drive version of this with they have electrification of all-wheel drive vehicles. I think they they could have done something, but who knows? Maybe upcoming year model if uh, Ford uh, may decide to offer something like that in the uh, upcoming model years. Um, whatnot so yeah there we go we have that um